0: Hello, this is Melissa Hale-Spencer, the editor at the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk through this week's news, and there is lots of it. Our front page is dominated with this marvelous picture by H. Rose Schneider, who attended a public hearing at the Albany County Legislature on Tuesday, accompanying a story by Sean Mulcairn. And... The hearing was on the county's proposition for a paid sick leave act that would require businesses to pay, have have employees be able to take sick days and still get paid. And speaking here is Elizabeth James, who said she had the flu and was out for a week because in addition to her being sick, she has two young children who became also ill with the flu that she had to tend to when she got back after a week out. Not only was she not paid, but she had lost her job. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has written again, about the Crowns, the Dr. Crowns house, a story that we've continued to follow. This is a house that was owned by Altamont's first doctor, built in the early 1800s, fallen into disrepair. The town and village together purchased it for back taxes, then neglected to do anything with it and planned to demolish it. We had written an editorial to save it and a man by the name of Thomas Capuano has stepped forward, has been very interested in it, is now trying to put together a group of citizens, none of whom by themselves can afford to save it but to hope to work together to do that our lead story is by rose following up on a story she's covered for more than a year the state required counties to come up with shared services plan and now albany county is working on there's a bill proposed in the legislature on a health consortium I wrote about Ed Clark, very well-known in our community. He was the mayor of Oresville for 17 years, served also as the supervisor of New Scotland after that for six years, and so many people had such things to say about a leader who led quietly and by listening and by building consensus, which is a great model for all of us. Our editorial um, this week is about the legislation that's been proposed that would allow people who are terminally terminally ill and are mentally competent to have prescriptions from their doctors to allow them to have a peaceful death when and with whom and where they choose. And I just have to read this one quote from a man who is in his 80s, went through cancer treatment and was part of a suit that was not adopted by the state to allow in dying. And he says, his name is Eric Seif, and he says, at the end of the day, this is the most important human decision that one can make and therefore should be entitled to make. Our top letter this week is just a wonderful tribute to Ed Clark from Adam Greenberg, who knew him since he was a kid, and writes about, from a kid's perspective, how cool he was, but then, through his life, what cool came to mean. Um... Bradley Williams caught our coverage last week on Aid to Dying from Montana. He's president of the Montana Against Assisted Suicide and he wrote his views on that. Harold Grant of Altamont read our real estate section last week with a cover story by Rosemary Christoph Dolan on the wonderful Jenkins House in Central Bridge and it turns out he lived there (laughs) and the two of them have gotten together and chatted about that experience since then. Kevin and Davis wrote about how wonderful the community event on celebrating Memorial Day was this year and we have plenty of pictures of that inside and Sandy Slingerland and the Clarksville Historical Society are already planning for Heritage Day in August Um, there's an invitation here for everyone to come to the Clarksville Historical Society program put on by Brad Utter who is a curator at the State Museum where there's a wonderful exhibit on the Erie Canal And our New Scotland reporter, Sean Mulcairn, will be writing about that. Judy Dineen of the Altamont Reformed Church is everyone inviting everyone to the community dinner, the last one until fall. This week's podcast, which is posted today, uh, features Richard Perez, who you can see we visited him in his office. He's at the Atmospheric Sciences Research Center in the Albany campus, Um, and he is a proponent with fascinating facts about solar energy and his belief that it really renewable energy could fuel the world. And he had just really interesting things to say. And as always, John R. Williams gives us the perspective and humor we need (laughs) to endure. And this time, the talk among the old men of the mountain is widowers who are dating again and wondering how far to take new relationships. Rose has written about concerns in Rensselaerville about the dam that might or might not be leaking on Lake Myasotis. Here's a beautiful picture by Marcello of that lake and the hike preserve, and it provides the water for the hamlet, so they've decided to move ahead with at least an inspection to find out what needs might be there. Elizabeth has written about new road painting here in front of the Gildedon Public Library that will give drivers what's called a refuge lane to help with that difficult intersection. And further west on Route 20 in the vicinity of the town hall. New markings were also made last week to do away with a passing zone in hopes of slowing down speeders at the same time posted around town in Gilderland Center and near the town hall are your speed is with radar telling you how fast you're going. A very sad story here about John Lathrop uh, his body was found after a search at the Hanaqua Preserve. And Carol Coogan, our illustrator, who's been a long time friend of his, shared with us some of the wonderful things about him. He was an architect, um, father of two, and just a very kind person. Um, it's an apparent suicide. At the village meeting there that Sean covered in Voorheesville, there was a stroll through a plan for new sidewalks and you can see where they will be installed and the public is welcome to look at that plan online. More on the Dr. Crown's house. Elizabeth looked into some of the things that the town and village together are not doing to market it. They haven't even cleared away the sumac in front. Have, have put up a sign but haven't listed it with a real estate agent. Haven't even listed it on the website. Um, perhaps n- I'm not really sure but have perhaps set a price for more than they paid 10 years ago and then neglected it. But she also looked at what Tom Capuano is doing with his group, they brought in the State Office of Historic Preservation that documented many of the features that were salvageable, and we sincerely hope someone will come to the rescue. Meanwhile, just down the road, Gilderland Center is valuing its history, selling, um, hoping people will come forward to buy banners that will be hung from utility poles and will feature various historic buildings, one of them featured here, is the Freeman House, and this is a wonderful picture with a Library of Congress from the 1930s. Um, the, the house stands on the Route 146, which is running here. This part's been torn off with that wonderful original <laughs> chimney, but this part remains pretty much as it was. Elizabeth has also written about a new market for farmers and crafters that's supposed to open in August at the Star Plaza on Route 20, and more from Sean on the... Say, the um, paid sick leave bill, and here are some of the pictures Rose took, of local people speaking out, all of them against the bill. This is Robert Abruzzi of Altamont Orchards, who just finds it would be too costly. Similarly, similarly, Susan Novotny, owner of the Bookhouse of Stuyvesant Plaza, who urged the legislators to come and look at her books. And um, David Brown, the president of and CEO of the Capital District YMCA, who estimated for all of the area YMCAs it would cost up to $500,000 to pay for sick leave for workers. Sean has also written about a small business caucus that has just formed um, with the Albany County Legislature that's going to do a kind of a report card on how friendly various legislators are towards business. It's been formed by Mark Grimm of Gilderland and as well as Chris Smith up in the Hilltowns. Uh, classified ads. If we don't have it, you don't need it. Lots of activities going on in our community, which you can read about in our calendar. And here are some spectacular Memorial Day Pictures taken by Michael Koff. Voorheesville had a day-long celebration starting um, with a parade and races and a barbecue with the firehouse and at the end of the day fireworks. The Grand Marshal was Joseph Albright, a World War II veteran, and we salute him. Brownies tossing candy <laughs> to the crowds, flag waving. The Gilderland Martial Arts demonstrating as they march along how to kick a board into pieces and the Voorheesville School's marching band playing beautifully as they Simultaneously March. The Hilltowns had a theme in Bern of Never Forget, Ever Honor, and they placed the memorial wreath in front of the memorial at the elementary school and also had the Byrne-Knox Westerlo band playing songs. The parade then moved on to Knox, where the Pony Pals of 4-H, which had also been in the parade in Bern, were in Knox, and the Knox Nursery School. All the kids dressed in red, white, and blue carried their own banner. More from Rose on how um, the consortium would work. She talked at length to Tompkins County, which is where Ithaca is, in the center of the state, and found out the savings would be greatest for the small towns such as New Scotland. And here is Doug, La- Doug LaGrange looking with Sarah Cavanaugh at their books um, as they consider the savings, and that would apply to the small towns we covered, like the hill towns as well. More on Ed Clark, um, who was someone that shaped government in a very positive way, and um, those who loved him talk about how his legacy lives on. We had here a ceremony that took place at the Highwood Village, and they uh, took it upon themselves to erect their own flagpole and had a special ceremony and raised the flag and dedicated it to all servicemen and women past and present. On June 10th, Rensselaerville is hosting its annual picnic and is inviting people from all the different hamlets. The libraries have plenty going on, and that includes Mitch Elrod, who will be singing in the last song... Teller's session at the Altamont Library, and a prom was co-sponsored by the Bethlehem Library that involved a green screen so that they appeared to be at Buckingham Palace, (laughs) contingent with the royal wedding. After we page through our legal notices, which are important to keep up with government news, we have our crime section with the arrests in blotters, and the arrest of the Deer Valley that's an apartment complex in Gilderland manager police say she stole over $50,000 and on our back page the school librarian at Gilderland Elementary Meg Seinberg Hughes sent in these wonderful pictures of the annual Deer Run it's named in honor of Brendan Deer a teacher's aide who loved to run and was out jogging one morning when she was struck and killed by a drunk driver and the kids every year just celebrate the fun of running and it really is captured in these pictures And with that, we close our walkthrough and look forward to seeing you next week.